Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Oh, yeah. That was different. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. DIY Money. Okay, let's get right to the housekeeping odds and ends. You're still working with the uh, coffee talk? Yeah, we're taking a little bit of break for the month of December. You've just started this thing. Yeah. We're breaking already? What are you, a union? Well, it's only a couple weeks, and then it's holiday weeks, and nobody wants to do it during the holiday season. So. All right. After I say that, we'll probably get a bunch of people emailing people like, I wanted to do it, but... All right, but that, what we're talking about there is on the Insta, DIY.money. Oh, but if that content is slowing, you know what content's not slowing? I don't. Over no. in the tribe... That's right, the DIY tribe, a.k.a. motivational morning speeches by yours truly on the way to work. <laughs> it's pretty much what we've evolved into. So if you want to drop off that because you're not getting a lot of financial content, that's fine. But if you want to get pumped up on the way to work, that's where you want to be. And we want to pump you up. What are you, what are you doing there for the holidays? Uh, we're going to do uh, 12 days of don't screw up your finances starting today. It's a good idea. I just came up with that. Cool. Today, like today or when today when to people that. hear this? No, no, today. Okay. There you go. You have to sign in and figure it out. Mm. So DIY tribe it, baby. It's a closed Facebook group, but we'll let you in. Our standards aren't too high. We'll let you in. Just hit us up. You let me in. Yeah. Uh, although you don't interact with anybody. I haven't logged on Facebook in a while. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, that's that. YouTube rocking, having a blast watching those. That's funny. I actually like the outtakes because I'm obviously very familiar with the episode, but the outtakes are fun. Uh, so that's something you should check out. And now we've kind of jumped up in the algorithm. So just type in DIY money into YouTube and you'll find us. That's for sure. And Claire is doing an amazing job there. Great. It helped once we had videos. Yeah. Bravo to Claire. <laughs> She's doing phenomenal. Claire! All right, let's go. We've got a question from, uh, Aaron. Don't Correct. Aaron. Aaron's got a question about Roth IRAs. Aaron, what do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money. My name's Aaron. I'm from Colorado. My wife and I have only had mortgage debt for the last eight years. I feel like with the Roth IRA contributions I started 16 years ago and my employer matching program that we are on track for a comfortable retirement. We haven't been contributing to a Roth IRA for the last several years, and I was wondering if putting money into a Roth IRA for non-retirement purposes has any drawbacks. The tax-exempt growth and ability to withdraw contributions without penalty makes me wonder if it would be better than a 529 plan, say for saving for my kids' future college expenses or other intermediate-term financial goals that would likely not qualify for the 529 plan. Also, since because of COVID-19, income tax is not due until July of this year, can we still opt to contribute to a Roth IRA for 2019 up until July? Thanks in advance. Okay. Um, kick us off here, Daniel. You do something like this, don't you? Saving a Roth? Uh, yeah. Not specifically for education. We save in a taxable account for education. Okay. Um, for multiple reasons. Uh, a lot of that has to do with then it has ultimate flexibility and through some tax planning strategies we can 
pay very minimal taxes on the capital gains and so forth in there. So we're not terribly as concerned on the you know the tax front there uh, using as tax efficient vehicles as we can. So uh, what Aaron is kind of alluding to as far as a Roth goes, though, is that when you fund a Roth IRA, and this is a, a Roth IRA that you uh, an individual Roth IRA, not your Roth 401k. So that's slightly different, right? Because uh, when you have a 401k, it's a lot less accessible while you are employed. So it's important to understand we are talking about an individual retirement account, uh, the Roth type. Uh, When you contribute to a Roth, you've already paid taxes on those monies. You don't get a tax deduction. And because of that, because you've already paid tax on the money, anything that you have contributed into a Roth IRA, you can pull that back out at any time uh, with no taxes and no penalties. So it can kind of be a quasi-emergency fund, savings vehicle, so forth, uh, because with proper record keeping, uh, which you have to do automatically for your taxes, you'll declare on your taxes each year what you've put into a Roth IRA. So there's automatic record keeping there. If you're using a software like TurboTax, et cetera, they'll ask you, do you want us to track this year by year? And therefore, it's integrated into the kind of the tax preparation software you're using. If you track your contributions on a year-by-year basis, let's say you do that for five years, we're going to use round numbers. We'll say $5,000 a year into a Roth IRA for five years. You have $25,000 there that you can access at any time, tax and penalty-free, unlike, say, an IRA or so forth. So it is a good option. Uh, the one sort of hindrance from a planning perspective is that it commingling sort of your uh, retirement and educational and all of that goals into sort of one account can be a bit tough from a planning perspective. Um, however, you're at least getting uh, tax-free growth on this, uh, these monies, which will help contribute to your retirement. But if you are contributing to your Roth IRA and you are expecting to be able to pull that money out down the road for something... I would make sure you are factoring that into your calculations for what you need to uh, save for retirement. So you're not sort of counting that money as retirement, but actually going, eh, but I might pull it out in five years. And if you're working with an advisor or planner, make sure they know that so that they can advise you to save more somewhere, somehow for retirement if you're planning on using those funds. Now, if you are taking out earnings from your account, that's a whole nother story when it comes to a Roth IRA. Uh, There are taxes and penalties on that. uh, And there's a lot of sort of stipulations on the IRS website where you can kind of research some of that. But for today's topic, let's just talk specifically about the contributions. That's it. I'm floating it to you now. (laughs) Okay. Um, I already talked all about that, but do you want to add anything there? Well, here's what I'll add. Um, I think to answer your question, Aaron, the answer is yes. It's a good idea uh, to save. It's a good vehicle to save. I'm. I think making sure that that you are. Um, making uh, the clear delineation between retirement and potential educational, you know, expenses or whatever else you're thinking about there is very, very important. I would not blend the two. Um, this is relatively, I, 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 we talk about this a lot on this program. Uh, the Roth is really not that old. Um, 1997, 1998, 1997. I'm going to go with um, is when it was when it was first started and uh, introduced by uh, Senator William Roth, I think from Delaware, and ultimately um, gave. It was kind of a, this this uh, desire or this this um, 
uh, incentive for younger people to save. So it was literally the idea that this we've got to do something to incentivize younger people to save for retirement, um, to try and you know take some of the burden off of Social Security. And so they implemented this. It's become an amazing tool for tax planning for retirees. Uh, so if your parents are not aware of this because, you know, maybe they are retired, they haven't been, you know, utilizing something like this, they can actually um, utilize this during retirement. It's a little unique in the way in which that is done, um, but it still can be utilized. The way you pull money, put money into a Roth, there's two methodologies. One is through a contribution, which is what Aaron is talking about, directly making a contribution to a Roth. Uh, there's limits on how much you can contribute, and there's income limits as well. I think it's 120-something for individuals and 190 for a joint thereabouts. I'm just ballparking. Uh, and so you cannot, you kind of phase out there's also a unique caveat. We should do a specific episode on this, Daniel. Uh, something called a backdoor Roth IRA. Very strategic planning for high-income earners who want to utilize a Roth but are phased out of the contribution limits. Um, there's a methodology which you can go through a backdoor to get money into a Roth. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that's the first way, is through a contribution. The second way, which a lot of people don't know, is through a conversion. By actually taking money from an IRA that is a traditional tax-deductible vehicle and converting it into a Roth. Now, why would you do that? Why? Well, let's say that you have been going through a year where you have very little to no income. You have a 401k or an IRA from a previous employer, but for whatever reason, this year, next year, some year down the road, you have terrible income to where you're going to pay basically no federal income tax. You could then strategically, and I would talk to an advisor about this, make a conscious decision to convert money from an IRA to a Roth. You pay tax on the conversion, but once it's in there, you never pay tax again, unless, of course, you take it out, as Daniel alluded to, to prior to the wonderful, weird, strange age of 59 and a half. So there's all these caveats, but it is a wonderful, wonderful tool. Getting back to, I think, Aaron's specific question, I don't use a, a Roth IRA for any other savings vehicle. And I should say, I haven't in the past phased out uh, at this stage of my life, uh, but haven't in the past used it as another savings vehicle um, for, you know, kids or, you know, saving money for how I just haven't done that. I feel that there's better ways for me, not saying that's true for you. But I think in summary, the only thing I'll add, I just want to give a little more context to what a Roth is, because I know we have so many listeners, and I don't want to assume everybody knows that, uh, is the fact that you should really not you know, kind of in your mind, blend the two. You know, well, it's definitely for retirement, and I'm calculating this out for my retirement, but if I need it for this, I'll use it. That's dangerous. The final caveat I'll mention is this is completely different not completely, I shouldn't have used that, but then a Roth 401k. A Roth 401k is post tax contributions to a retirement account run by your employer. The caveat there is, is that you can, when you leave, roll that portion into a Roth IRA and never pay tax on it again. Um, that's, a again, another whole can of worms. We've done episodes on that in the past, I think. So Just a couple weeks ago, I think. There you go. Um, I don't have anything else to add for Aaron. What, do you, what else do you share with him? I think we covered most of it. I think, uh, you know, you don't want to sort of have in the back of your mind that the Roth IRA is your emergency fund and that you pull it out in emergencies. However, and it sounds like I'm going to contradict myself here, it's probably the most available of all of your retirement funds 
if the worst case scenario happened and you ran into an emergency because there's not taxes and penalties and so forth on your contribution. So if you are just starting out and you have your basic emergency fund met, that's, you know, the three months of expenses and so forth, and you're trying to figure out, you know, uh, you know, should I keep contributing to a Roth IRA each year or, you know, should I build a bigger emergency fund, et cetera? You know, putting some of those monies in a Roth IRA is not a bad option because you start to save for retirement. And really, when you get to the worst, worst case scenario, I mean, it's the lowest impact sort of withdrawal that you could do uh, in an emergency. So I will say following is if you have um, family, this is way out of the lines, but if you have family that are like, hey, we want to start, you know, contributing money for your future, like you're, you know, you being the listener and you have, let's say, a parent or something. If it's at all possible, a great vehicle is them utilizing the Roth IRA and you um, being the beneficiary of that Roth IRA. That's another strategy all to itself, but you can talk to an advisor about that. But another good vehicle use for a Roth IRA. Anything else? There you go. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Aaron sent us a question via his smartphone podcast at diymoney.org we will send him a $25 Amazon gift card and if you want to get a question in the queue you can do the same Uh, please do send us your questions and eventually uh, if it's pertinent we will get to that uh, question and we'll use it on the air you've been listening to DIY Money remember friends the secret to wealth is really quite simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.